0: Everybody, welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined as always by my good friend and co host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, man?
1: What is going up, man? <laughs>
0: Not much. Lots to get to this week. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how it works. First, we're going to do the kickoff where we recap some of the major sports and the happenings and some of the big sports around the country. Then we'll get to the quick hits where Joe and I will go back and forth about some other random quick. topics of the day. Quick. And then normally we would do a walk-off, but during the playoffs this year, we're kind of foregoing that because we have been spending a lot of time on the actual games, followed by the press conference where we'll peddle our wares. If you're wondering, Brennan, you're not screaming into the mic this week. Well, got to be quiet this episode. Got, got things going on around the house. So I could be the energy, as
1: loud as I want.
0: <laughs> the energy is there, but it's just going to be quiet energy. I'll bring start- it
1: for you, buddy.
0: Thanks, brother. We're going to start this way the same way we do every
2: week, Joe. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. All
0: right, Joe, you know what time it is.
2: It's
1: time for Game of the Week. Game of the Week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're talking NFL. We're talking NFL playoffs. We are talking about the best game this week out of the two, which was Cincinnati at Kansas City. This is for the chance to go to the Super Bowl AFC Championship on the line in Kansas City as predicted.
1: Oh, wait. Wait a second.
0: (laughs) The cigar man himself, Joe Cool, Mr. Joey Burr. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to
1: stop you right there. This is a personal crusade I have, and I need the listeners of the show to rally behind it. Joe Cool is played out. We heard of fucking Joe Cool when Joe Montana was doing his thing.
0: It's so fast played forward, out. I literally Joe didn't even Flacco. think about it until I started talking. And that's when it Flash, came to my head.
1: <laughs> fast forward to Joe Flacco. When he went on his run, he became Joe Cool. No, Joe Burrow is not Joe Cool. Joe Burrow is Joe Swag.
0: Joe Swag? I was going to go with Joe. Come on. Oh.
1: Diamonds in the chain. Diamonds in the chain.
0: Joe Swag, Joey Swag killed it, man. Joey
1: Swags, let's go.
0: What did you, uh, so I honestly, we were talking last week and I said on this program, I said, I really want Kansas City to win. Everyone knows how much I love an underdog. If it's going to happen I mean, anywhere, Cincinnati. it's the NFL. Yeah, and then, um, but I was like, I don't think, I don't think they can overcome Kansas City just because Kansas City has that offense. And when the game started, Kansas City went down and scored a touchdown on the first three drives. And I was like, oh, this is this is a wrap. Like, this game's over. This is going to be a yeah. blowout. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll stop something right. I'll stop
1: magical right there happened. So I can, so I can interact. Yeah. So, so after we recorded last week, I may have been a little flippant uh, in a phone call conversation with my brother. And He said, so shout out to you, Rick. You fucking nailed it. He said, I think Cincinnati's going to win it. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. He was like, I think Cincinnati's going to win it. I said, Cincinnati only put up 19 points in a game where they had to pray that Tannehill threw three interceptions. Yep. They did not. They weren't world beaters in that game. I was like, what Kansas City had to do was light the world on fire. They're going to light them up. Early and often, and as you said, and as we watched, first three drives, boom, boom, boom. I sent him a text, and I was like, "This is gonna get out of hand."
0: I did. That was. was That's exactly that what I said
1: on the drive to end the half. I was like, "This is about to get out of hand." And yeah, then when they, they were when went down to
0: score. Yeah,
1: they got cocky. They got arrogant. I think. I don't have an issue going for it in that situation, but you gotta throw it into the end zone one. And therefore you can at least throw it out the back of the end zone and get a potential field goal opportunity, but he threw it short. Tyreek couldn't get around Eli Apple and it was a rap after that. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was um I don't know if it was arrogance or if it was just mismanagement of the clock. Or maybe Andy Reid thought, well, if Tyreek can't get in the end zone, he'll get out of bounds. I don't I don't know what was happening, but I remember as it was I remember when they got the ball there was like what, 101 left or something like that in the half and I remember I remember I turned to the person I was hanging out with and I go I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to go 83 yards in a minute and score they might get a field goal and the person I was watching the game with turned to me and he goes it's Patrick Mahomes I will bet you a dollar that Here's he scores 13 seconds
1: Brennan. I was like this is a guaranteed touchdown
0: well, I thought, it was a, I thought it was guaranteed points. I didn't think it was going to be a touchdown. He goes, I bet you a dollar that Patrick Mahomes scores. And I said, all right, so we're not talking field goal. You're saying a touchdown. He goes, yes, I bet you a dollar. And honestly, when they got that close, I was like, fuck, I pulled the dollar out and I handed it to him. I go, this is fucking over. And then they, oh, ran, man, a wide right there.
1: <laughs> they ran a wide
0: receiver screen. And I was like, what is happening right now?
1: It was the most bizarre thing to look at.
0: Well, and then the other thing too. So the last week. Joe Burrow got destroyed. And like you said, it took Tannehill throwing three picks. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times. And I don't know what happened with the offensive line in this game, but everyone was talking about uh,
1: a great line that I owe credit to Dominique Foxworth. He said, I don't know how this escaped everybody, but Dominique nailed it. He said, Joe Burrow is the 50 cent of the NFL. He was shot nine times and then got on the other end. and was great. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times and came through on the other end.
0: Yeah, he was, he stayed, rel- I mean, it, uh, he did scramble a lot. He, you know, he saved this game with two of the scrambles in the second half, which we're going to get to. But going into halftime, I was like, I, I don't care what adjustments they make. There's no way that Cincinnati is going to win this. Like, it's a, like they're not a come from behind team anyway, and I was like, there's no way behind
1: to beat the Chiefs.
0: But you know what I mean? Like, they're not, like, that's not their MO. Like, Kansas City, had Kansas City been down 21 to three going into the half, I would have been like, oh, Kansas City does this all the time in uh, the playoffs.
1: Brennan, are you mislabeling them? Because now I'm thinking about it. They came from behind to beat the Titans. They came from behind to beat your Jags. They came from behind to beat the Chiefs yes, in week 17. I mean, I, I, they got a little come from behind gene in them. Yeah,
0: I guess they do. It's just in the playoffs, you expect to see come from behind from Kansas city. Cause they've done it the last yeah, four they've years. Done it. They've and been they've down done it two, three, four touchdowns and come <laughs> back in one. And so it was just one of those things where I was like, they don't have like, they have T Higgins, Jamar chase, Joe Mixon was, I know I've stopped saying this lately, but he was a man possessed. Joe Mixon was like, I'm going to fucking win this game by myself it was so much fun to watch but going into that half the halftime i was like there's no adjustments they can make like this is over and then i saw an interesting stat so overall throughout the game big lou the defensive coordinator for the cincinnati bengals ran uh he ran basically rushed. soft zone with eight and only rushed yep. three 35% yep. of the time after halftime so the third and fourth quarter he did it 47% of the time or 45% of the time something like that where he would only rush 3. And then you've got <clears throat> Trey Hendrickson had a great game and I'm not bringing it up just to bring it up. I'm he he had no, he had a great game. 5 hurries on Mahomes and Patrick I don't know if he was hurt. There's speculation going around maybe is, he was injured. This is
1: the thing. This is the thing. I, I am so upset with him because one week removed from me referring to him as legs Mahomes There was like so many times he could have broke contain and ran out of the pocket and tried to run for a first down or something but because of the soft because there wasn't that many people around him he thought he just had more time more time and credit to the offensive line for never holding on any of those but he just kept vying for more time more time more time and he made the rookie mistakes that Burrow made last week because I thought a lot of those sacks last week were on Burrow trying to and the coach for giving too many long developing plays and holding on to the ball too long, but just get either get rid of it or make a move. Like last week against the Bills, you bust one for fifty. Just run the ball, man. Yeah, you only have three people that are immediately in front of you. The linebacker is probably five to six, seven yards away. Just go straight to the outside. He started doing it on that on the final drive to end the end the game, but he ended up doing it again where he got sacked and fumbled the ball and not for Joe Thune picking it up. We're talking about a completely different ending to that game. And we're talking about the carelessness and recklessness of Pat Mahomes.
0: Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. It the the second half of that game was just, it was weird. I mean, I was ecstatic because I was so happy to see Cincinnati like, Be like, hang on a second, like hold my beer. And it was just like, I was super excited for the team (laughs) Hold my cigar, but, but this told me a lot more. So the refs, you could tell in the first quarter, the refs were going to call this game loose. Like they were kind of letting them get away with some stuff. And I've been saying this all year. I've said this the last two years. Kansas City is a very good. I mean, obviously they're an elite team. They've been in four. They've hosted four AFC Championship games in four years. But they're a finesse team. And I know this is something we kind of jokingly argue about about Tyreek Hill. If he's a wide receiver or just a track star. Well, when push came to shove, and the refs let Cincinnati kind of put hands on them, you in the second half, you didn't see those guys. Like they weren't making plays.
1: Yeah, Tyreek disappeared pretty much in the second half. Travis was the only viable option, but.
0: And that yeah, goes that back to what really I've said it. before is that like, if, if you're going to put hands on them and the refs are going to let you get away with a little bit of holding a little bit of defensive pass interference, this Kansas city team's not built like rough and tumble.
1: And then, I mean, not even that, just the dropping back eight bracketing, everybody, everybody. Like, I don't know how you don't just flip the game plan on his head. I, the Chiefs had to make more offensive adjustments, and they did it. They just said, "They were Patrick going to get this for us." Yep. And I don't know how you don't when you see the the formation that they're in, and you're seeing them drop eight every time. All right, start Clyde Edward Lair wide, and then motion him in, and then run the ball. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you're if you're
0: Patrick Mahomes and you see that, just run the ball. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys and take off like.
1: Yeah, it, it was so bizarre.
0: So in the second half, we see Kansas City turn everything around. Um,
1: Cincinnati. And then,
0: what did I? Oh yeah, Cincinnati. Sorry, I'm just so god brain fart. But so we see Cincinnati turn everything around. Kansas City starts to go down. The 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 series of events towards the end of the game were astounding. So Kansas City, like I said, scores on their first three drives, touch three touchdowns, and then in the entire second half, they only scored three points which was astounding and then the end of the game it's you know field goal for field goal for field goal and then we go into overtime and i remember saying again the same person i was with i he, i i was like there's no way Kansas City is going to get lucky two weeks in a row and get the ball to start overtime and then they did they got the ball to start overtime and i was like first of all the fact that this game's going to overtime is crazy
1: let me interject real quick. So let me tell you my experiences. We're, since this is the last two weeks has just been like our, our experience in watching yeah. the game. So I'm I'm watching the game at home alone, and I get a me and my buddies are on a group text, constant group text, and I get blasted with the chat gets blasted with um uh oh, Kansas City won the coin toss. Game is over. Yep. And and then immediately, before the game, even before a snap starts in overtime, they got to change the overtime rules. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, guys, the Cincinnati just held them to three points in the entire second half. Just keep doing what you do. Yeah. Just keep doing what you did this well, time. I was like, there's no way they should go down and win this game on a touchdown.
0: And I love that you say that because we, we screamed it last week. You have to make a stop. Yeah, I I know you're tired and I know you you're Played,
1: you, You're paid to play defense. Go yep. do your job. You've been doing it the entire second half. Yeah. Don't change what you've been doing.
0: And it's it was reminiscent. I, I can't remember who said it, whether it was Rosillo or Simmons or somebody, but they were like the Joe Joe Burrow reminded <laughs> them of, and I totally agreed of um, Keanu Reeves and the replacements, like that last game where it's like the underdog team, and no one thinks they have a chance. And he's like, you know, I know you're tired and I know you're hurting, and I wish I could say something classy or inspirational, but that's just not our style. That's exactly like sums up exactly what happened. So Kansas City gets the coin toss, and I'm like, Cincinnati, <clears throat> their defense has been playing out of their mind. Just like you said, keep doing what you're doing. Do the eight bracket, everybody, fuck them. And then Patrick looked like he was disinterested, almost. He like, looked, he was just he like, yeah, like, we'll we'll win this game.
1: He looks as if uh, there was an invasion of the body snatcher in the second half, and Kirk Cousins took over his body.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah, it was he, a Freaky Friday situation. And Alex yeah, like Smith the, took the over series, his body.
0: <laughs> the, well, the series of events that led to the overtime, like the sack and then the the strip sack like at the end of regulation and then they have to, like, dude that's not a chip shot field goal. What was it, 47 yard? Like that's not.
1: 49. How are you gonna It went from like 28 to 49
0: Yeah, like you're going to backpedal and run around in the backfield like looking for someone to get open and then fucking Hendrickson who went out came back in and then Hubbard's on the other side and it's like, they were like, no, fuck this guy. Like we're going to, we're he's not winning this game for them. And then you put your kicker in a horrific position because like you said, you just backed him up almost 25 yards. And then, okay, so we go into overtime, they win the coin toss and then again, he just looks like, like he doesn't have a care or worry in the world and it's like dude you you're the one who needs to win this game.
1: <laughs> you're the one
0: with the 500 million dollar contract. Like this is your like this is your responsibility. And it almost seemed like three it was first and 10, he comes out and tries to like heave a bomb and it's like what are we what are we doing?
1: Yeah. We try to There's win it immediately. There's 19
0: people. There's 19 defensive backs on the field. Like what are you doing? 19 That one should have been a pick. And then the very next play, fucking Tyreek Hill double covered, ball batted up, pick.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was not the most stellar performance out of uh, Sir Patrick there. Um,
0: Do you think Kansas City lost this game or Cincinnati won this game? Because I have a very Um, strong feeling one way.
1: I think Cincinnati won this game.
0: Yeah, that's exactly come what back I was going to say. Twenty,
1: twenty-one, ten at the half to take it to overtime. To to not allow them to score a touchdown in the second half, basically. Yeah, they they went out there and won this game. They punched them in the mouth. Yeah, and they never had a response.
0: Yeah, because there's so many people like, oh, Cincinnati choked or uh, Kansas City choked, and I'm like,
1: they did first choke, of all. but they choked because I mean, they, they got punched in the throat.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you know, the great Mike Tyson quote: "Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face." Like pretty much, every, like every it, this isn't a track meet, asshole. Like you have to, you know what I mean? Like it's it was just so, I'm so frustrating mad because
1: they ruined my
0: theory. What
1: was the theory? The theory I teased on the Discord. Don't forget to join our Discord. Uh, go to co and check that out. Um, you can find out how to get on from there. So my theory was and I told you guys there's a the mitigating circumstances to know if this was going to be right or not. It could still happen but I think it's less likely to happen now. So my theory was Andy Reed uh, Eric Bienemy oh, I, I showed a lot this. showed a lot with the headset on talking into the the the, the Waffle House menu and whatnot and he hasn't been mentioned for a lot of head coaching jobs this, this go-round. My theory was Andy Reid has to be towards the tail end of his career.
0: Oh, yeah. And he
1: has a lot of family stuff, like his son who passed when he was with the Eagles. He has a son that's going through the legal stuff now because he got in an accident last year. I felt like if they would have won this game and they go on to win the Super Bowl, he retires and he hands the job off to Eric Bieniemy.
0: How first of all that I think Eric Bieniemy would love that cuz you get to stay with Patrick Mahomes exactly. and run that crazy exactly. offense you've been running.
1: Exactly.
0: And also how just cuz we're going to get to the McDaniel stuff later but how crazy that Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid have only been together. I mean, they've been together for a while, but like, and Andy Reid is just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to retire. And then Mc, McDaniels has been in, was in New England for like That's, yeah. 20 okay, years. No, don't feels talk like. about it
1: yet. We're going to get to that. <laughs> we'll get but to he's that. just
0: sitting there like as the quote unquote coach and waiting. waiting and it's just
1: waiting
0: like waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> but oh, man. I, I, I was really stoked uh, um, about, obviously I've said it a million times, but a couple things that I took away from this on the Kansas City side is they've got to get more, more like dudes. You know what I mean by that? Like more like, like they've got all the flash and all the pomp and all the circumstance, but they need more dudes on that team. Like when you're getting hit in the mouth and they're fucking holding – you know, Antonio Brown.
1: That is not what I was going to say. <laughs> they need <Yeah>. your boy <laughs> who did not have a top five year, Allen Robinson.
0: Yeah, for sure. They need to get somebody out there who's like, yeah, they're holding me. I don't like a Debo Samuel, which we're yeah, going to get to that to in a second, there but there like a guy who's like, guy. I don't fucking care. Like, hold me all you want. Do defensive pass interference. I'm still going to catch the ball. Like, yeah, and there's they, a few those guys out many, there because Everyone on their team is finesse.
1: Yeah, I was about to say they have too many redundant skill sets between Pringle, Hardman, Tyreek Hill. Like Tyreek Hill, the best of all three of them. But it's like short, fast guys. It's like okay, how many of those can you have? Like you need you need a duplicate of Travis because Travis is only going to cut it up in the inside. You need somebody like that on the outside, a la Alshon Jeffries when the Eagles went and got him.
0: Even Travis Kelsey, I would label as a tight end a finesse tight end. Like, yeah, he can he can run some people over and has, but he's not like a Kittle or a Gronk where you're scared to tackle him.
1: Mm. Well, also I'll say Travis Kelsey is the healthy of all three of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Very true. <laughs> so but like
1: probably credit to his longevity so far <laughs> and not breaking down every but, five games.
0: Yeah, that's, God, some of those guys. I'd rather have them upright
1: than than running over people.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, that's the problem with when you play play nasty, when you play angry, sometimes you're not always healthy. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, we'll get to our predictions later. Do you want to go to the next game, or do you have anything else on this Uh, one?
1: Nothing left on this one. I want to save predictions for, I don't want to do predictions.
0: Do you want to do that? next week
1: yeah next week
0: because next week we're it's just the pro bowls we're not gonna yeah. have a all right a cool prediction. so next game san francisco 49ers at the los angeles rams so rams win um barely by the skin of their teeth 17 to 20 <laughs> the rams take the game um so much so much to talk about in this one jimmy g no much, in so little yeah, exactly. Jimmy G throws in this time pick. I honestly, when this game started, I turned to that same buddy and I go, this is going to be a blowout. Give me nine and a <laughs> half. Give me, I'll give you nine and a half points. You could take the Niners. Jesus. Like the, I was like, the Rams are going to put it on them. And it was a stinker.
1: It was a bit of a stinker. This game, I mean, the NFL is win because if the game comes down to the end and it's close, it looks, it feels like a, a great game. But yeah. This that's game good, was lolly I don't mean to interrupt so you, long. but that's a
0: great point. Cause there have been a couple of games in these playoffs where people are like, so other than the week one, the super week, that was kind of a bust. Every other yeah. every other week everyone's like, oh, these are the the all of these games are the greatest games ever. And I go, eh, some of them suck. Nah. They just came down to the wire. I was
1: going to say, yeah. I was going to say the Cincinnati, Tennessee game was not that great. It just came down to the wire. And Cincinnati won. So that was just a oh my gosh, number one has fallen. Um I the the Packers San Fran. I was going to say the Again, Packers game. Yeah, bit of a dud. Just I mean, it was great defensively, but it was just a bunch of people not performing up to expect it. their offense. Didn't even did they score a touchdown offensively? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So it was like it was it was watching a great defense shut down a really, really good quarterback, a really great quarterback. Yeah, but then that, and then the next day. I mean, and I was being facetious with the greatest weekend of football ever, but the last well, no, game it, was it, really it, what set it off.
0: So many people said that, but I, it was because it, it was because some of the but, games but came that, out of the wire and they were good. That but they second like, day, yeah. The second that, day
1: were were where you had Stafford and them go up big, and then Brady storms back. It's like yeah, okay, the, there's the, some action. That
0: was fun, yeah.
1: That comes down to the wire, and then you get the, the fireworks at the end. It's like, okay, we had four. Now, they weren't all great games, but they were four all competitive games. Yeah, definitely. So it made for a great viewing experience.
0: Um. um so San Francisco. Shit the bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they go up 10-7 going into the half. Jimmy Garoppolo playing hurt. Um, I mean, this this game... There, there. So there was not a lot of offense in this. Uh, it was basically a defensive kind of a game. Um, Eric Weddle came out of retirement, led the led the Ram and ta- led the Rams and tackles, which was fucking hilarious to see. But I was waiting. We, I think we all, I think we talked about this last week, but we were like, who's what's going to happen? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to blow this game for the 49ers? Or is Matthew Stafford going to blow the game for the Rams?
1: And you know what the correct towards the answer end of that to that game was? I, uh, Almost both. Both. <laughs> no, no, no. Both coaches. I call this the booty bowl. Both coaches had tight booties by the end of this one. Both coaches pretty yeah, much said, sure. we don't want to lose this. What the hell was Sean McVay doing challenging that Kyle check play? That was the dumbest so, thing I've ever seen. I heard he a theory on this. Ben Solak writes,
0: Yeah, he writes for the ringer and he, he made this he made this point that um, Shanahan and McVay are very much like in the zone guys because he was talking about like when he's writing an article he'll have like 10 tabs open and he's like in the zone he's writing and then if his wife like comes in to ask him a question he's like "What? like what? Like what? So he said mm-hmm. maybe this is similar with Shanahan and McVay where they're like in the zone because they're play calling head coaches so they're like scheming up the offense paying attention to all that stuff and then all of a sudden you hear over the fucking headphone like hey coach you should challenge that play and he's just like wait what like chat okay fine challenge so i don't know if it's someone up in the booth calling down to him and he's just kind of like what what like what the fuck are you, what are we doing or he if he just puts them needs in, a time management coach
1: he almost put them in the worst spot possible because they had zero timeouts with like six minutes to go or something
0: yeah, there it was, was like a 12 long minutes time ago they, they had no, no
1: timeouts. timeouts. It's like, wait, you're gonna you're gonna have to come back in the second half of this game, and you have no more timeouts to speak of. What in the bleep? And then and then uh, Shanahan could go for two. They had the punt team out. That happens, has his team out there like he's gonna go for go for the fourth down. Yep. And then did it. Like step on their throat at that point you have some of the roughest tumble. You did a third and seven last week in the snow. Yeah. It's two yards.
0: So the, the big turning point of this game, uh, probably I'd say the biggest turning point of this game was Matthew Stafford threw a rainbow ball, 31 to 45. He still had a pick, uh, two touchdowns, but, Three hundred thirty-seven yards. So it wasn't, you know, Matthew Stafford was the Matthew Stafford we'd hope he'd be when he came from Detroit. But he threw a <sighs> rainbow ball up, and I mean, I'm they're in the Super Bowl. He he threw for almost three hundred and fifty yards. But get to the rainbow ball. Get to the duck
1: game. that was dropped. So,
0: yeah. So he throws his rainbow ball, and then the the safety for the 49 forty Tart, just dropped it. It hit him just in the hands right off. His and chest. I used to have a. I used to have a wide receivers coach, Daryl Jackson, back at FAU. And he used to say, you know what you call a defensive back? A wide receiver who
1: can't catch. And that's
0: exactly
1: what happened. And we also saw it two other times where Jalen Ramsey had two hit him. One hit him in the face. And just bounced right off him.
0: Yeah, so... That was the game. Tart, Tart even admitted afterwards that he basically took full responsibility for the loss, which I don't think that's obviously not on him because Jimmy threw that terrible interception. But he he understood the gravity of the situation, and everyone knew. Everyone knew that both those quarterbacks were going to throw back back uh, breaking interception. It just depends on when it was,
1: when it was, and who did it. And first. And then Tart dropped it. <laughs> yep, um, exactly. And I then also want to point it. out. Uh Stafford got let down a couple of times. As much as I was shit on Stafford, he got let down two times on one drive where Cup yep. had the ball and just let it go. And then let me find Homeboy's name. Uh, Did anybody learn how to say his name? Because I wasn't really listening to the broadcast. Ben Sk- Skorneck,
0: Scorner. Nah.
1: Ben sclerosis. Scoliosis? <laughs>
0: Well, he, he dropped. A, he, he
1: dropped a rain. Score neck. Let's go with that. He dropped a rainbow in the end zone, and Stafford. This does on look two like a round
0: seven pick.
1: Back to back plays. Stafford just puts his head on his head, hands on his head, and is like, "What more can I do? <laughs> like I'm putting it on the numbers. Yeah. Like, guys, make a play for me, please." But um, yeah, yeah Odell this was, and I, went one for buck plus.
0: Yeah, which is crazy too, because the, you look at the final score and you go, there's no way Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. combined for 20 catches for 155 yards. Like there's no, or excuse me, 255 yards. Like there's no way that happened. And it's like, yeah, they did, but yeah. it was, they only scored 20 <laughs> points. Yeah. They um, didn't I have a lot less to say drives. about this game than the last one, only because we, we thought the Rams were going to win this game. And then, uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo was under duress. I mean, for obvious reasons, the Obviously. Rams have on paper, and you know, by name recognition, in one of the best uh, defensive lines in the NFL. Um, it was fucking. I just. I don't know. This game was really disappointing because I thought the Rams were going to light them up, and they didn't. But overall, I think the the right team won. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Uh, the game was a bit of a. Dud, but good three tricks at the end. Also, Matt Gay, how do you miss that first field goal? It was a long field goal, but it was just stayed right. That thing did not have a hook in it at all. Um and they would have gotten out of this with a six point win. But I mean credit to credit to the Rams. They they did what they had to do. They went, they dug deep down and uh, BYOG, they brought their own guts to the game. And they came out with a victory, so. You, I want to I ask you back a question. To back years, bef- hold on, real fast. It's funny how for four hundred years it felt like. No, sorry, this is whatever.
0: actually what I was going to bring 40 up. Forty
1: years, <laughs> we don't have a, a a host team host the Super Bowl, and in successive years we get back to back.
0: Oh, that's not what I was. What I was going to bring up is back to back years. Where a quarterback goes to a new team oh, and wow. immediately takes them to the Super Bowl. Do you That's think this is gonna be a new trend, maybe moving forward, where teams are willing to sacrifice a lot more as far as draft capital and players? Because this is now the second year in a row where they've gone out, gotten, said that they're only missing the quarterback. They've gone out and gotten the quarterback and then ended up in the Super Bowl, i.e., maybe moving forward, we see something like this with Denver. Um, you know, they think they're there and they just need the quarterback, the New Orleans. I mean, now obviously they don't have the coach, so maybe not, but so there are a few teams out there that have the pieces and in place where all they need to do is, yeah, that's true. But all they need to do is go out and get a quarterback. <laughs> so do you think, do you think more teams are going to be willing to sacrifice instead of maybe one or two the first round picks, maybe thing, three, four, five first round picks?
1: The only problem is you need a perfect storm. So with Brady last year, he's a free agent. So he can move however yeah. he wants. They really don't have to give anything up. With uh Stafford, at least they had Garrett Goff to trade with three picks. So
0: yeah, yeah, and well, and that's what I'm thinking is maybe teams will be more, more willing and to give need, a pick. Because for the longest time, first round picks were coveted.
1: And you need a, a team that's ready built like you can't just be any team willy nilly doing this like you got to have everything yeah. and only be missing this one thing like the Vikings are a team that could do something like that but I don't think they have the defense to do so the Broncos well, are the only to team be honest right with
0: now you, the 49ers the Broncos
1: the 49ers yes but again the 49ers just drafted a quarterback that they gave up yeah, that, three picks for
0: that decision looks horrible now Do you agree?
1: I don't know if the decision looks horrible because it could be similar to um, Kansas City situation where they played Alex Smith for the whole time. They got to to the playoffs, if not the conference. No, they didn't get to the conference championship, but they got to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next year you make the switch. So this team obviously is built for success. And if Shanahan is working on Trey Lance the way, we assume he is he should come out next year and be gangbusters
0: yeah let's hope because it's going to look really bad they they got to do something about Jimmy um, they're going to have and to maybe, get rid of him
1: maybe they go for it on fourth and two in that situation if they got Trey Lance back there
0: yeah because Trey Lance can run it everybody knows that
1: so yeah um yeah one more round.
0: All right. So one more round, we're going to talk about some of the off season stuff that's been happening in the NFL right now. Um, so everyone reported that Brady was to retire. Um, and it was interesting because as I was watching all the highlights and all the love and him getting his flowers on ESPN, oh, Savannah turned to me and said, he hasn't retired yet. And I go, yeah, yeah, Yeah. He's retiring. He's retired. She goes, no, 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 no. Read it. It says Brady to retire. So he hasn't retired yet. And I didn't even think about it. I was like, all right, babe, you don't know how this works. All right. <laughs> Come to find out Brady's day to day about whether he wants to retire.
1: Yeah. His agent comes out and rebuffs the report. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that, uh, my take, I had an immediate take and then everybody, it sucks how the internet works, but um, I immediately texted my group chat because <laughs> I, I know this it. Group chat has a bunch of, uh, <laughs> This group chat has a bunch of Bucks fans, and I immediately put in there, "Oh, he's rebuffing the story so that you know he can uh, drum up all the support and all the speculation, and then tell everybody to go watch the last episode of that thing on ESPN that nobody's watching." So, Man in the Arena, <laughs> I believe it's called. <laughs> so, I feel like he was just waiting. He wants. It's so funny you air, brought that obviously. up. Obviously, so
0: because as soon as as soon as. Because we have the Roku TV, so it's all like streaming services and stuff. As soon as I turned off ESPN, I went to like one of the other streaming platforms. A man in the arena popped up and she goes, Again with this guy?
1: I'm on the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, has so anybody I, 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 I was pretty active. Has anybody watched? I, I don't I've know a, a couple single of person that podcasts
0: has about people watching the first and second episodes, but nothing much further than that. I am um, I I had a take last week where I thought where I said I think he's going to come back and then there's all this retirement stuff and then everyone's like oh well maybe he's not going to retire and I was like yeah I don't I think everyone's like oh then he can retire and do what he wants to do and it's like he wants to play football like that's all he's ever known his whole life uh, I don't know he's if he wants to play been in multiple outlets anymore. well he's been on multiple outlets saying I mean obviously before this week saying that football is his first love it's his everything. And then the other thing, too, is this was a little early because if he's on the roster through February 4th, he gets a $15 million bonus. That's what some so people are speculating why he's, he
1: has not retired yet.
0: Yeah, he's not going to make any decision until after he gets that roster bonus. So everyone calm yeah. down. We still got a few more days. <laughs> but I don't so think yeah, he retires. February I think he stays. I honestly think.
1: He, I think he retires, man. Once you start I think, I think it's going to be a situation. You can't I once you once the doubt creeps into your mind, you, you can't play the game the same way anymore. He led the NFL
0: in yards and touchdowns and all sorts of stats this year.
1: And second round exits. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: second round exits.
1: <laughs> oh, and man. they're not gonna be able to bring back a lot of those guys this year. So
0: no, they're fucked on the cap this year. Remember, we said it last year going year into deals. this season. Yep, that whole defense. Oh, like four out of the eleven starters are all on one-year deals.
1: That defense: Godwin, Fournette, Gronk, all of them took one-year deals.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what happens. All right, I alluded to this earlier, but Josh McDaniels officially the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders came out of nowhere. Came between out of all nowhere. the people that they were interviewing. I didn't even know they interviewed Josh McDaniels. That didn't wasn't. I didn't even know. see a report about that. Um, everybody knows Belichick's disciples don't do too well. Brian Flores was probably doing the best, but he was apparently too abrasive for the Dolphins, so they got rid of him. And I think, honestly, side note, I think Brian Flores is going to go back to New England and now be the new coach in waiting since Josh McDaniels is gone.
1: <laughs> He's gonna be the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> But um, um
0: but it's yeah, funny that everyone you, knows you it's well documented. McDaniel's failure. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: It was. It's funny that you mentioned the coaching waiting stuff because when this news broke, I thought of him being the coach and waiting and how, and I was like, man, one, I don't ever, I don't want to be the guy that goes back to the AFC uh, West right now when you got to still deal with my yeah. Herbert and. Potentially someone else, we'll talk about in a second. But um, and then the second thing I was thinking was this guy went to Indianapolis and then turned around and said, No, I'm going back to New England. And we all thought that meant yeah, okay, he's hours. getting the New England job. Like, there's no way he does not get yeah. the New England job. And then this happens, and it's like, I thought he was getting the New England job. What the fuck is that?
0: Yeah, it's very much a um It's a weird situation because we all saw his failures in Denver. Um you might have more insight on this than I do. Did have you talk to our former producer Rest in Peace L. Greg about this at all? I have not. So I I didn't really follow McDaniel's um when he left. New England, Um, I just remember it was really bad in Denver. Then he went back to New England. Everyone thought he was going to take over, but Elichek refused to retire. Very Darth Vader, Darth Sidious situation going on there with uh, the Emperor and Vader. Um, Just wouldn't wouldn't die, wouldn't go away. Um, So then McDaniels now goes to Vegas, and they've got, I mean, obviously they made the playoffs this year, but that was almost uh, an aberration in spite of everything that was happening. I I don't think this team moving forward is built like a ready-made product. I think they've got a lot of questions they have to address. And I don't know I don't know where they're going to start. McDaniel's if he wants to keep Carr, if they're going to try to find some more weapons for him. Waller's situation with his contract is coming up. I think he only has a year, maybe 2 years left on that. The defense was good, but not stellar. You could always use upgrades there. I mean, Max Crosby's a great story, but it's not, obviously, it's not something to, yeah, but you need more, they need more pieces. And then we talked about it earlier this year when they dismantled that entire offensive line because Mark Davis didn't want to pay some of those guys. Like, you got a lot to do. And I don't know if McDaniels is the guy to do it because without Belichick, he's, he's ultimately not done well. So I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I I thought they should hey, have Brennan, stayed with Pit Boss
1: Rich. I, I don't know if I don't know if you know, but Josh McDaniels drafted Tim Tebow and got him to the playoffs. I think that I mean, if anything, he's a miracle beat, beat worker. Pittsburgh. I mean, come on, yeah, that's the best true. slant ever in history. RIP Demaryius Thomas.
0: Yeah, uh, I I'm anxious to see what happens here because you're going with. An offensive offensive I mean, if, if, nothing, if coach. nothing,
1: look what he made us think about Matt Jones this year.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, and what I was going to say is, obviously, this is the Raiders saying we're not going to try to stop these offenses. We're going to try to outscore these offenses, right? That's exactly what they're saying with this hire, because... In today's NFL, it's harder and harder to get defensive-minded head coaches because it's so difficult. I mean, unless you're Big Lou with Cincinnati, shouts out. Um, it's it's hard. White and, and
1: coach behind Sean McVeigh and have Aaron Donald as your front
0: guy. Oh, I was I, I was going to say because Leslie Frazier, not the best head coach, but a fantastic defensive coordinator. We've got a few of them out there, but um hasn't gotten a second I just don't I Well, he kind of shit the bet on his first one.
1: I mean a lot of people do that, Brennan. Josh McDaniels did. not we just didn't we just say this? I was just about to say <laughs> gonna bring up the guy we're talking about. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, but Josh McDaniels is young and attractive and white, so
1: I don't know if he's young anymore. Yeah, uh, that's youngies.
0: true. He came out. He was like the <laughs> Sean McVay before Sean McVay. And now, Man, no, I, I honestly, I think I it's don't, <laughs> I don't right. think this is I don't think this we is a good hire by the enough. Raiders. I think we we they needed to go hard nose, defense, like a like a Dan Campbell kind of a coach. And they went with I'm a stunned. fucking blech.
1: I'm just, stu- funny thing, Dan Campbell, offensive guy. I'm stunned though that they didn't go GM first. This was the issue they had last yeah. time with going GM after bringing in Gruden. I don't see why they wouldn't have brought in a GM prior to finding the coach.
0: And just for the record, Campbell is an offensive line guy. That's not like, I mean, I wouldn't call him it. He was a you know tight I mean? end like, coach, not.
1: I, I have you know.
0: That's a skill position, kind of. Yeah, that's weird, too. This is the second time they've done this. I I don't know if they want the head coach's input on the GM. I think that's a terrible decision, Um, especially when it's these unproven coaches. You do not want to do that. You want a GM who's going to tell the head coach who the players are, not a GM who defers to the coach. Because the coach, honestly... They're gonna want all sorts of guys, and you can't have everything. You know, there's cap implications, there's draft pick implications. Like you can't just go out and get everything you want. So I, I don't know. I think this is a bad move. But moving on. Also, I thought we had that. Speaking of, speaking of coaches, I thought we had the. Uh, I was really excited about the Byron Leftwich situation, and still not finalized. In fact, the Jags are still interviewing other people.
1: because it was why trending he on Twitter. It was not trending. And on I'm in Twitter. a bunch of Jag- on like your Twitter. It was not trending on my. Twitter.
0: I'm in a bunch of. I'm in a bunch of Jags like Only fan Uncle groups. Not Chuck a bunch. I'm mean, like,
1: was the person who <laughs> reported that? No one else.
0: No, I'm in. That. I'm in a few fan groups on. Um, a Facebook fan group for is not a an reliable and, source. Like, no, but listen to what I'm saying. Like As ten Cardi people B posted once told that us, left Leftwich was going to be the coach. Be
1: what to who? That's not a reliable
0: source. And then I went on Twitter and literally in my Twitter algorithm, it was trending Byron Lefwich, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I saw like a million of those tweets. So I just grabbed one and sent it out. And then you're like, oh, who's this Uncle Chuck guy? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there's just a random guy. I found this tweet. I said,
1: give me two sources, please. (laughs) And then I said, Tanya
0: in the Discord. (laughs) And then this guy, Uncle Chuck. (laughs)
1: Oh my god!
0: All right, let's get to this last one. Uh, you put it in here. I wanted to get your take on why why you thought this, but Rogers to Denver is a done deal already? Question mark.
1: Um, they went and grabbed his OC, who for all those criticisms about Eric Bieniemy, didn't call plays. Um, they went and grabbed the OC from Green Bay, and Rogers was heard on that's Pat the McAfee's new head coach, show. correct? Yeah, Hackett. Um. Yeah, Rogers was was heard on uh, McAfee's podcast praising the OC, even though again he doesn't call plays. Um. So yeah. So does that mean Rodgers instantly goes there? He said he's going to assess everything over the summer or whatever. He has. He's going to have a decision before tag deadline. Um. Are are him and Devonte Adams a package? deal? Is that why he's making that the deadline, basically, so that Adams won't get packaged, uh, won't get tagged, and they can be traded together? That's the other funny thing. He has to be traded. He's not He's not yeah. a free man. <laughs> Let him tell you otherwise. He'll tell yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone... Aaron did a lot of backpedaling in the last couple of weeks about management and everything like that in Green Bay. Um, I think he kind of looked at the landscape and was very much like, "Ah, I could leave here and I made a big stink about leaving. But it's like when you get into an argument with your significant other and you're like, I'm fucking out of here. And then as you drive in your car, you think like, "Eh, where am I? I He had a pretty good yeah, it's like I got a pretty sweet setup. We got a nice house. We got the dog. Like, do I really want to pack all my shit and start over? And what if I is find a new charge, place and it's not as is nice? Full and... Let me sleep
1: on his couch. I
0: mean, yeah, that right. Close. They got a spare room. <laughs> I got,
1: hey,
0: I got a spare key. Um, but it's one of those situations where
1: spare key to it. I
0: think, I think he was all gung ho about leaving, and then as the season progressed, and he's like, yeah, I do kind of have. And a few all pros on my offensive line, I've got arguably the best wide receiver in football. The defense is not, you know, they're no slouch. They're probably B plus, A minus kind of a defense. Maybe I'm better off staying here instead of going where I think the grass is going to be greener. And it's not. So I don't know. He did a lot of backpedaling about because he was like, fuck the management. Fuck everybody here from management to the head coach to the, the GM, like everybody. And then the last couple of weeks, he's like, well, you know, because everyone asked him about it. And he's like, well, you know, we've really put things together. You know, we're really coming along. And, you know, I don't know what my decision is going to be, but I, I think, you know, I think we're we're making some progress. And I was like, wait a second. you On draft day, you demanded a trade. Like what?
1: And if we do know anything about Denver, it is greener.
0: Can niggle there? there you go.
1: I was like, Can you shut up so I can get this joke off? <laughs>
0: oh man, all right, all right, moving on. We're moving on to the NBA. All star starters were announced.
1: Yes, uh, we got um, Kevin Durant. I, I got a won't serious problem. What up?
0: Yeah, go for it. No, I was just gonna say, I've got a I got a problem. So NBA is the only all-star team that selected 25% from fan vote, something like 50 that?
1: fan, 25 media, 25 players.
0: Okay. So it's like an ob- obtrusive amount of fan vote. Okay. So yes. my biggest thing is Andrew Wiggins got voted in everyone else. I'm fine with Andrew Wiggins. I got, got voted one in issue,
1: but okay.
0: Um, do you know why Andrew Wiggins got voted in?
1: I'm aware. K-pop star that has okay. uh, ties to the yeah, Philadelphia okay. State Warriors retweet. So you saw this episode as, of PTI too? The name. I knew this before PTI because I know intimate oh, details because uh, a retweet of a hashtag on All Star sometimes is a bonus. It gives There's like double Tuesdays or double Thursdays. So he got the benefit of that by getting like 204 <laughs> retweets from that uh K pop star.
0: Yeah, so to his numbers, I mean his numbers he are good. Have, he's just not even averaging a. D- I mean they're good. He's not even averaging a double double though. Like I what, what who's your issue? I think everybody else's.
1: Well, Wiggins is an uh, issue. Everyone one. else on
0: this everyone else on this list does. <laughs> okay.
1: Wiggins <laughs> drama <laughs> rant averages a double double. Yeah. I was going to say, wait and to God, points
0: in aw- And points in awesomeness.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, I don't even want to hear. John Morant can fly. Okay, I'm, I have no issue with John Morant. I'm just saying, I don't think he averages double-double. Um, my other issue, low-key, is Trey Young. He's been, he's yeah, been really good, was, but...
0: Yeah, I was thinking that, too. His
1: team is, like, ass. Like, that team is not good this year. They had all that success last year going to the Eastern Conference Final. And they are in the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Oh, sorry. They just Damn, snuck John back Moran. into the 10th seed.
0: John Moran is not
1: averaging a double-double. Shit. 26.6
0: like, Six oh, rebounds, 6.8 assists.
1: Yeah, I was like, no way he's averaging a double-double. Trey's not averaging a double-double. 27-9.
0: <laughs> oh, that's close enough, though.
1: It's very close, but it's
0: not a double. And John Morant can fly.
1: John Morant deserves um, to be there. John Morant is potentially my MVP of the league this year. Outside of... Yeah, York, I've got a pro- I a do have a problem. Did last year.
0: Yeah, that's true. I have a problem with these guys from bad teams being starters. Because it has a lot... I mean, obviously, you know, statistics matter a lot. But also, the NBA is a sport where one or two players can raise the level of the team. So... Trey young like you said they had all the success last year they were they were poised to make a big run this year everyone was like you know getting on their bandwagon and they just have not been good like at all wait for him to take a starting spot away from you know all these exactly. you know, there's Levine, a few other players that play. yeah yeah look at the bulls I mean the Bulls were playing out of their mind um big problem that i have now it's that we're right actually talking about it that's I was just about to say that um, or yeah, Chris Paul and capsular. Devin Booker. Mm. Yeah, that's now. Yeah, now I'm starting to get fired up about this. Actually, <laughs> Wiggins and Trey Young have now taken the spot of a lot of guys that that should have been on this list. And the the problem is in the NBA, it affects it affects your all star does, does not money all
1: star does not all star does not all pro it's just
0: it's just all NBA
1: all NBA yes.
0: Oh, okay. God, because that was really gonna that was really gonna bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So these are the people that Trey Young got in over. Um Zach Levine, James Harden, LaMelo Ball, Fred VanVleet, Kyrie Irving. Oh, fuck Kyrie Irving. He hasn't played. <laughs> um I can't
1: say that out loud.
0: And Jalen Brown. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. I was I'm pretty sure most of those guys At least were made in, it in the reserves, but the Starting spot should have gone to somebody other than Trey. Even though, again, he's paying, playing
0: Garland spectacularly. should have the starting spot.
1: But his team is tenth in the East right now. You could you could be a reserve. You don't have to be a starter. Who is right, next one? What? Who is? It? Okay,
0: yeah, no. So I'm looking at the the player ranks. So out of the guards, the players have. DeRozan one, Zach Levine two, Trey Young third, but I don't see the fourth. I don't see four on here. I don't know. I wonder who the players voted fourth who wasn't even on the, the list for the voting results. That's hilarious. All right. DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> though, number one for player, fan, and media ranked. That's
1: good.
0: That's DeMar DeRozan.
1: God. What a season. That guy's good. All right. So Lakers gonna have him.
0: I want to talk about. We uh, So the jazz, your jazz, your... Um, My
1: jazz.
0: Yeah, your Utah jazz, the Utah jazz, a place where they don't even allow music. They're called the jazz. Um,
1: a place where they don't even so allow me? Yeah,
0: right. That's old <laughs> old movie, Basketball, really funny movie. They talk about all the teams moving, and they go, the jazz moved to a place where they don't allow music. Yeah, I love that. Joe movie. Ingles, out. Scary. They're, they're um, former all-star. Uh, shooting guard is ACL out for the rest of the year. Um facilitator in a lot of ways, uh, real big on their pick and roll when they run that. Uh, what do you think this means for the Jazz?
1: I think they plummet. Right now, you got the Nuggets and the Mavs nipping at their heels, and they're gonna be missing a key player for the rest of the duration of the season. I think this drops them to six, and if the Timberwolves Play well. Well, the Timberwolves, not the Timberwolves, won't play well. If the Lakers and the Clippers get their head out of <laughs> their asses, they could eventually move themselves back into not being in a playing game.
0: Is Joe Angles that important to the Jazz? I'm looking at his stats. It's seven points, three rebounds, About and three the things assists.
1: You don't see in the stat sheet, Brennan.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: He's a body. No, I'm, out I'm there. being. Uh-oh. No, I'm, yeah, I'm being, being serious. serious
0: because
1: I was like he's a body out yeah, there. He, he, he he's having a poor year this year. Last year he was up for six man of the year, and then the six man of the year went to another player on their team, Jordan Clarkson. Um, but yeah, no, he he's definitely a, a key component, a key cog in that machine to have things running at uh, optimal speed. And with him not being there, that just means the the um, thanks the word? the uh, the responsibilities are gonna be placed on other people. So are they gonna be able to fill those roles effectively? So
0: Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. I just I was that just looking like at some of big the stats loss, and like you loss. said, it's it's not it's not always what you see on paper. Sometimes it's it's the positioning on the floor, you know, helping run the offense, all that kind of stuff. Um
1: by the way, funny thing, I just this, thought of that. Uh one of the things that people did. Oh, didn't do you have another funny joke? It's not a funny joke. One of the things that people didn't take in consideration, I'm just thinking of Joe Ingalls now, um, was the last time when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, they didn't have Cooper Cup. And people didn't realize the importance of Cooper Cup until he was not there on the field and their offense did not perform well. Um, but I do, it's also sad to point out that he missed that one. And now Robert Woods is going to miss this one.
0: Yeah, that's true. But
1: yeah.
0: if you. If you made me choose right now, I would take Cooper Cup over Robert Woods.
1: I mean, yes, obviously. I'd, I'd like that. Both of them, I which is say. Bobby Trees.
0: Yeah, that's true. That God. Imagine if they had both of them and they still got Odell Beckham. Jesus, they, they did. I mean, and then he got hurt like the first thing. practice. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't mean to go back to the NFL, but something that kind that's of our bread and butter. Joe Ingles. Um, we were just talking about Joe Ingles, and it's funny because. Cooper cup is always perceived as like this slot guy. Um, obviously cause he's a gym rat, you know, he's got a huge IQ yeah, when it comes yeah. to football, if you coach. know what we're trying to that say. Is. Um, coach but he's not, Don't he's, he's, he's a, he's 16, like, like he's a we receiver. I know. I
1: just, I was like, this guy theory? doesn't look
0: like he should play in the NBA.
1: <laughs> a funny theory. Uh, but Jones has, is that, um, all the best white wide receivers. And folks, go do your research on this. All the best white wide receivers all come from places where there's not a lot of me's. Because if there there's are no a one. lot of me's. Me's? Me. Um, oh, use <laughs> So it, b- that is because if there are a lot of those who are African American, the coaches usually will like just start putting those guys in those skills position roles. But the less of those there are, the more those receivers are just like, all right, yeah, just you're gonna be a receiver. All right, yeah, you're just gonna. They just keep putting them out there until they almost go every to college where they don't yeah. have a bunch of other guys who are skill players like that. And then they get to the league. If you look at it, Tim Dwight, Jordy Nelson, uh, Steve Largent, all of these all went guys to small
0: Christian high schools.
1: All, <laughs> all are from like the middle of nowhere.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, no, I mean that. I only mean that because we used to. There was this two A school right down the street from us, Calvary, uh, Calvary Christian Academy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Squirt and, went and there, like their and whole team. It was like tw- went to mainland. it was
0: like it was like thirteen white kids, and that oh, was their, their whole squirt. team. And so, no, I was older.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Squirt, I, I should have gone, gone to Mainland. I was zoned there. for yeah.
0: Mainland, and I went to Creek because I was in that smart kid program. I should have gone to Mainland. Mm-hmm. I would have been recruited by everybody. But um yeah,
1: you know who came from Mainland? Cat Cat Williams.
0: Oh yeah. Not the uh, comedian, not the
1: comedian. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, no. not the comedian." Cat Williams that plays currently Buster, for uh, the Giants.
0: Buster Buster Davis uh, was I think yeah. the first guy to go to the NFL from mainland. Um 5 foot 9 played middle linebacker. <laughs> but James um yeah, it was it's just well, I forgot how we even got on this tangent. <laughs> You randomly oh, went back to just about talk you. about
1: Cooper Cup not being
0: <laughs> no because you said you said the Monty Jones take yeah I think what happens is to to, to kind of hone in on that real quick I think what happens is these guys get into high schools where like you said it's mainly like white kids in the middle of nowhere um, like in you know Podunk southern towns or Midwest towns or something and so then they start playing wide oh, receiver West and West then West. when they go to college they obviously they get recruited as a wide receiver. So then then it doesn't matter if you go to Clemson. If there's, you know, t- look at Tyler Renfro. But he was, Hunter. when he got to Clemson, he was, Hunter, what did I say, Tyler? <laughs> when he got to Clemson, <laughs> he was already a wide receiver. So you don't have to go through this whole like, oh, maybe I'll play a different position because you're already yeah. a wide receiver. So I think that makes yeah. a ton of sense. Anyway, yeah, moving yeah. on to go back to the, the NBA. the look at where look
1: at where all those good white receivers are from. No, that's a great places point. places where, like, like, uh Cooper Cup's from like the middle of nowhere, California, like Northern California. Uh Tim Dwight was like from Iowa. Like it's just a funny yeah. theory. No, it makes total it pans sense. Out. It's so
0: funny.
1: Yeah, yeah Brandon, do you think the Nets are gonna um, fall to the playing game? <laughs> like
0: Do you know what in Central Florida, do you know what we called um a white wide receiver? No. We didn't. We didn't have any. All right. So could no. the Nets drop all the way to the playing game?
1: <laughs> I believe they could. That's what I did um, the East six, is Daytona, so baby. Bang, bang. close. I still have a 386 number. Uh, the East is so close and jumbled up that they very well could fall into the playing situation because Durant's out for four to six weeks. Kyrie can't play home games and that's where their biggest struggle is right now. Now they're below 500 in home games. So. Yeah, I'd very well God. think they could fall into the into the playing game.
0: So right now, ahead of them, uh, the Bucks, the Seventy Sixers, the Heat, the Bulls, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um. So weird. Yeah, they're Charlotte. I can't even believe is in the playoff conversation. The Celtics.
1: Charlotte was in the playoff who- conversation who- last year.
0: No, I know. I just it always throws me off when I see that. You know that. what's funny about ever since that, they though? signed um.
1: The funny thing about you saying that was this question was originally, no, no, the Joe Ingles question before he got hurt was originally, boy, were we wrong on the Knicks and the Wizards after their start this year. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) They started out like one and two (laughs) (laughs) and now they're out of it. They're not far out of it. Is Gordon Hayward playing or is he hurt? Hayward's playing. Gordon
0: Hayward out again.
1: Again, wow. Well, is it COVID related?
0: Yeah, he's out for a foot foot injury.
1: Oh well, wow! Well, breaking news. They, all they need is. Oh, hang on. So this
0: well. is weird. It says, "It says Hayward foot was placed in the league's health and safety protocol." So I don't know what's going yeah.
1: on. Yeah, yeah. He probably has been dealing with a foot, but yeah, he probably got put in protocol situation. I didn't know he was six probably. seven.
0: Dude is sneaky tall. Um. Yeah, I think the Nets, the Nets are going to continue. So- We're all over the place.
2: Sneaky what? tall?
0: I don't
1: get it. <laughs> yeah, sneaky tall. Only only certain people are sneaky tall. All right, let's get out of here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, yeah. how are the
0: lightning doing? Coach's son. Tell us fast. Coach's son. I, to, um, well, give me a second, because I haven't been paying a lot of attention. Okay, uh, well, to be honest the with Panthers you, the have won four
1: out of their last five games, beating the Golden Knights 5-1, putting up Eight on the Blue Jackets today. Gave up four. Gave up four the other day against the Sharks. I'm not liking the goaltending play, but Sam Reinhart, Sam Bennett have been shooting their lights out and the Hoover dude has been Hoover doing all over the damn field. He is a man on a mission to win the Hart Trophy this year. Is the Hart Trophy the MVP? I think it is. and I think it's funny because I think I had Barkoff as my um, as the potential MVP getter, but I think the Hoover dude might overtake him.
0: I love how you say that name. So, um, the Lightning have won six out of eight, still behind your fucking cats, which is pissing me off. By five points, too, it's not nothing to shake a stick at. And then uh, we just lost the Golden Knights 3 2, but we've been playing better. So, some of the games earlier in the season, we were talking about Vasilevsky was giving up like these massive goal differentials. Like, you know, between we gave up nine goals to the Panthers, we gave up five goals the canadians seven goals, like it, it there were some j- shitty games but we've kind of righted the ship other than the four goals that we gave up against the kings in a win we haven't given up more than two goals in the last 10 games so or excuse me in the last 14 games so everything's looking up and up it's weird to look at this the team leaders you see Sam headman and then Stamcoe again um as far as points assists and uh goals which is weird cuz it's been like that for fucking feels like 10 years for Tampa Bay <laughs> but they're just going to keep on trucking. Um also Point is back, which is nice. I like to see that. So everything oh, looks like waiting it's coming for the playoffs up playoffs this year. No, that was sorry, uh off last year. Not that was Point. Couch,
1: sorry.
0: No, Stamco, they always Stamco's always plays relatively less minutes, which is weird cuz this year he's playing a lot. Um, because he's leading the team in assists and or excuse me, in points and in goals. So Brayden Point is back though. Good to see. So we'll see what happens. Third round pick, and he's one of the leaders of the team. I and mean, you'll be surprised how quick
1: and it- quick May hits quick hit. All right, Brendan, we need the quickest All quick right. hits ever. MLB Hall of Fame results. Big Poppy the Holy only shit, we're one already over an, an hour. It. Yeah, I know. Big Poppy, the <laughs> only one to make it. And Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens no longer have an opportunity. I think they will eventually go to the Veterans Committee after a little while. But how did you think this went down?
0: Hundred percent right, absolutely right. Clemens and Bonds, get them out of here, cheaters! I say, big poppy. I can tell with heart and soul. If- I can't tell if you're being no, don't give right sh- now. I don't give a shit. Put an asterisk next to their name. <laughs> Fucking who gives okay. a shit? It's the Hall of Fame. You're supposed to put the most recognizable and most accomplished players in there. If they cheated, they cheated. They cheated. You know what? You didn't kick them out of the league. So everything that they did to contribute to that should still count. Like put whatever you want. Put on the plaque. Also got busted for using steroids or some semblance of that. Never got busted. Also a known cheater. Mary Bond but that you can't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, dude. Obviously, it's steroids. His head grew like the Grinch, ten times too big for whatever. It's I don't like what you, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Well, is he, did you see what happened? I know, I know. I know. I know. I know. You can't leave him out. You cannot leave him. I think that's. Uh, I think that's just. It's one of those things where it's like, if is if you're quick? going, if you're not going to kick him. If you're not... Okay, final point. If you're not going to kick them out of the league, whether it's because they're making you money or because they're drawing eyeballs, whatever. If you're not going to kick them out of your own league, then you have to give them the rewards that come with playing in your league. End of statement.
1: Some people will say they did actually blackball Barry Bonds out of the league. Uh, in his final year, he had an OPS over 1,000 and he had an on-base percentage almost at 50. 50-50. What does to the OPS play, stand for? OPS. OPS on base plus slugging. Slugging is how many okay. doubles, triples, and home runs you hit per your average basically. Um, and OBP is oh that's why the, percentage. O- that's
0: why slugging is always like yeah. .8 or something. I'm always like, why is it mm-hmm. so high all the time?
1: Yeah, yeah. That means if so, you make contact,
0: you fucking rail it. Right. You're
1: ripping and running. Uh, And then OBP is on base percentage. And he had a nearly 50% chance of getting on base every time he went up to play. Um, Only thing I'll say, I'll say something I I read Uh, the baseball hall of fame is a museum. And in this museum that is supposed to tell the history of baseball, we will have people who gambled on baseball and cheated with the 1915 black Sox. You have players from that team. Who are in the Hall of Fame? You have known racists. You didn't have the You didn't take the Negro Leagues into account for however long, and you just started doing that about a year or two ago. But you're not going to have the hits leader and Pete Rose. You're not going to have the home run hitter and Barry Bonds. You're not going to have the player who has the most Cy Youngs in Roger Clemens. How can we tell the full scope and the history of baseball without these big names?
0: You can't, and to that point, cheating is also a part of baseball. It is. It's a part of the story. You have to tell the whole story.
1: We'll skip the next one. We got to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to talk
0: tennis?
1: (laughs) Look, I could talk Rafi all day.
0: We could do it real quick. All right, so Aussie Open, Nadal wins his 21st, making him the most ever to win majors. I think that's a huge thing. Barty was the first female Austrian. Yeah, and Barty was the first female Australian to ever win the Australian Open. I think the Barty yeah. thing is more important. Nadal does this. This is his old hat for him. I mean, it was like, what, 12 years since he won his last Australian Open, but still, he does this. Yeah. The Barty thing to me is way cooler.
1: Yeah, I think the Barty thing is way cooler because she's the current number one and she represented in her home country, basically. Um, and to be the first woman to do it after this has been an Open for however long at this point. Uh, I thought found it phenomenal. The thing with Nadal is very cool, but Djokovic is a couple years younger, and I think he'll have a couple more hacks at potentially overtaking him. And now, he wasn't the interesting there. Thing, and he wasn't there. The interesting would be if Nadal the next uh, the next uh, Open major is in France at the French Open, which is his best court, the clay court. Um, and Nadal may not be able to play there. I mean, uh, uh, Joker may not be able to play there as well. So if he could extend the lead a little more to make Joker catch him a little further, would be interesting.
0: That's going to be interesting. So the longer, so the Joker might've fucked himself with this whole fake vaccine thing because the longer he's out of these majors and the more, if Nadal can win a couple more, it's just going to make it that much harder to catch. So it's not like, Oh, whatever. I can't go to the Australian open. I don't win the Australian open. It's like, yeah, but your rival is winning these if you're not there. So like you need to be there to stop him. All right, we're skipping the walk-offs, obviously, for this week. We'll go straight to the press conference.
2: And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety.
1: I pray we don't have a show over an hour next week without football.
0: (laughs) There's no way. Um, There's no way. Thank you, everybody for listening. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. Yes, I'm also a comic. Uh, check out my website, com and check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I have comics, artists, musicians. I have a filmmaker on this week, Anderson Cowan. You might've heard of him. Uh, we talk crazy drinking stories, drug stories, getting in trouble stories. It's a lot of fun. Check it out.
1: Alright you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram You can check out this show Twitter and Instagram at Press. You can head over to Anulo.co To check out all the other podcasts on the network Don't forget to go to my website JoeDorval.com to check out my merch And my music on the moniker headphone Joe no Oh no E in the phone Album well TV and TV season 2 Now Brennan Get us out of here because I wanted to be asleep About an hour ago
0: That's why we play the game Hello Hello. Huge shout out Joe Swag. Joe Burrow. Doing the impossible.
1: That is the name of the episode.
0: Don't we already have an episode called Joe Swag?
1: He has three episodes named after him.
0: This will be the third, right?
1: It was St. Joe. I can't remember what the second one was.
2: Cigar Joe.